Yeah. Yeah. Hey yo, man, it's your time. And fuck poverty. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Film Leroy the Judgmental Podcast. I'm Leroy. You know, Philip this week. Let's start off with this story. Uh, we going to Locust Grove, Georgia. A 42-year-old mother to Dr. Erica Atkins, owner of Birdsong Books in Henry County, was found dead in the creek. An employee and former boyfriend was charged with her murder. When I first heard about this, I said I knew something was up with this, with this, uh, the relationship between them two. Here's the report. Atlanta News First reporter Bridget Spencer spoke with her family this morning and joins us live. Bridget, they're now hoping the accused killer will be brought to justice. Yeah, they really are. And right now there is a growing memorial set up here outside of the store. Erica Atkins, she loved children, she loved books, and she had a passion for serving her community. And opening this bookstore was just one way she was able to live that dream of helping others. I just miss her already. The family of Erica Atkins opened up the Birdsong book. Uh, uh, Erica Atkins has a pretty face and a nice smile bookstore on Tuesday morning with a huge void in their hearts. Its owner was no longer with them. This bookstore was her passion as far as trying to get the kids back to read it. Locust Grove police say the 40-year-old mom, business owner, and beloved community member was reported missing on Sunday, then later the same day found dead in a creek in Putnam County off Highway 129. The news came as a shock to everyone. We just want to make sure that the person is um, held accountable for what they have done because they just don't realize they have really taken away a beautiful per person. Police say that person is Romero Johnson. He's charged with murder and kidnapping. Her family says he often helped out with the store's events and the two used to be an item. Used to, they probably would still were and she probably wanted to move on and he had court feelings. Now, not only is her family grieving, but so is the entire community. My son spent a lot of time in her bookstore. She spent a lot of time with him uh, reading. Uh, he had some speech issues. She was working with him on that. Atkins' aunt says one thing people can do to remember her is to pick up a book. I think if we all really think about what she was working towards as far as trying to get the kids really to focus on what they need best, and that's reading. And the Henry County Chamber of Commerce also released a statement. They say, we are deeply saddened to hear the news of Erica's passing. She was a vibrant, visionary leader in Henry County. Her service on the CVB board will be difficult to replace. Her recent recognition as Micro Business of the Year is a testament to her innovative strategies to engage the community in reading and sharing knowledge. Our hearts and prayers are extended to her family and friends. And on Saturday, there will be a vigil held right here at the bookstore, outside of the bookstore, I should say, at 6 o'clock. All are encouraged to attend. If you know anything about the case, go ahead and call Locust Grove PD. This is a developing story. Atlanta News First will continue to follow this, and we will bring you more details tonight at 5. We're live in Henry County. Bridget Spencer, Atlanta News First. Yeah, that's a sad story there. Um... I think the guy was in her house when when he killed her and in her garage or something, I think. And, um, yeah, there's no former dude that you broke off is going to be all up in your house like that. It, I think they were still together and she wanted to break it off. And I guess he caught feelings 
All in all, ladies, watch out who you messing with. That's all I got to say about that. All right, next next article we go on to Costa Vista, California. Jacqueline Mai, sixth grade teacher who was named one of the country's top educators last year, allegedly groomed and committed sex acts upon one of her former students, pleaded not guilty to a 15 felony counts, including forcible lewd acts on a child and possession of child pornography. Oh, uh, will we tell you tell y'all before? Like these female teachers now, they uh they trying to jump on anything that move. <laughs> I I hate to laugh, but hey, here's the report. Just a few hours ago, Jacqueline Ma, the award-winning National City sixth grade teacher accused of having a sexual relationship with a former student, answered to those charges for the first time in a Chula Vista courtroom. CBS 8's Brian White was there at Ma's arraignment. Brian, what did we learn today? Yeah, parents at Lincoln Acres Elementary were shocked, to say the least, by the allegations of sexual misconduct with a former student by Jacqueline Ma, someone who had recently been honored with the prestigious Teacher of the Year Award. I was she sure was a Teacher of the Year, I guess. Was there when she appeared in court. Uh, Ms. Ma, good afternoon. Can you hear me, ma'am? Yes, Your Honor. 34-year-old Jackie Ma pled not guilty while appearing over video in court today. She's facing 15 felony counts of sexual misconduct with a minor under 14 years old, including including lewd and lascivious acts. This defendant was obsessive, possessive, controlling, and dangerous. Ma was first arrested last Tuesday after her parents suspected her 13-year-old child of having an inappropriate relationship with her. She soon bailed out, but National City Police arrested her again Thursday on additional felony counts of sexual misconduct, a witness intimidation charge, and multiple counts related to child pornography. When she was arrested, she had a photograph of the victim in her wallet. She had jewelry with his initials. Love letters were discovered in her classroom, directed at the child. Ma's being held at the Las Colinas Women's Detention Goodness gracious. facility on no bail, something her attorney challenged in court. She owns and lives in Chula Vista. She's been living there since 2016 when she purchased her first home with her husband. So a flight risk, there is no flight risk whatsoever. Arguing for no bail, Deputy District Attorney Drew Hart described the inappropriate relationship between Ma and the then 12-year-old child. He said it all began in late December. At one point when the child was 12 years old, she got him in a position where he was alone in her classroom and started making advances. This victim did not know what to do and reported that so she put the moves on a damn 12 year old kid huh it felt surreal he went on to describe some of the communications when the victim was no longer a student of hers in these messages the defendant was well he grown now he he uh out of my sixth grade class so he grown i guess it was time for her to go after him persistent in sending illicit photographs of herself to the victim and then soliciting the victim to do the same she would persistently directed him to engage in sex acts while he was at home and to video record them. The judge denied bail and any pretrial release. If convicted on all charges, Ma could face 29 years in state prison. She's set to appear in court on March 16th for a bail review hearing. Brian White, CBS 8. Well, she went to court and here's the uh, article of this one. The National City school teacher accused of sexual misconduct with a child appeared in court today for the second time this week. CBS 8's Brian White was at the hearing to find out if Jacqueline Ma will be given another chance at bail. 
34-year-old Jacqueline Ma makes her way into the courtroom for her second hearing this week. So good afternoon, Dolly. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Ma. Her attorney, Mario Vela, urged the court to grant her a pretrial release. It is simply unnecessary to uh, hold Ms. Ms. Ma on a no bail to hold. Ms. Ma is prepared to accept any and all conditions that the court may impose. The prosecutor insisted her no bail status should remain. She's a now. If this was a man and a man was messing around with a 13 year old, a 13 year old child, well, I think it started when it was 12, but I think the kid is 13, he said now, a 13 year old child, um, would they give them, would they have these kind of uh, uh, appearances in court on whether you should get bail or not? I, it probably would be no bail from the jump anyway. Accused of contacting the victim after she was first arrested. And right, so, so, she got arrested the first time and she still was talking to the kid. Why would they give her bail? Using a messaging app with a special setting called vanish mode and she's facing a witness intimidation charge. We saw on a device that this minor had access to that this defendant using a screen name that she previously used attempted to reach out to this minor. The defense disputed the accusation saying she didn't reach out to the former student after posting bail. I've spoken with Ms. Ba and Ms. Ba irrefutably denies that claim. The sixth grade teacher was first arrested last week at Lincoln Acres Elementary School on felony Goddamn elementary school. charges of sexual misconduct with a child. She bailed out of Las Colinas Women's Detention Facility but was arrested again days later on additional charges, including possession of child pornography. Deputy District Attorney Drew Hart described what allegedly happened in the classroom between Ma and the then 12-year-old child, what he called a forcible sex act. When you groom a child for months, when you get him alone in a location that he's been told his whole life is a safe place, that when you persist in sexual advances in that location after he tries to brush you off, that is duress. After he <laughs> so she was making a moves on him and he was uh, deflecting her, her advances. <laughs> Hearing arguments from both sides, the judge ruled to uphold her no bail status. She was a teacher, a position of trust, a position of authority, and again, um, she uh, commits this child to engage in sex acts uh, as they presented. The National School District placed Ma on unpaid leave. According to policy, she cannot be fired unless she's convicted. Her classroom is considered a crime scene and will remain locked until the end of the school year. Brian White, CBSA. Thanks, Brian. And uh, Jacqueline here was a STEM teacher. STEM, in her terms, is short for stimulation. <laughs> I hate to laugh, but it's not funny because we wouldn't, like I said before, we wouldn't be laughing if that was a man doing that to to another young child. I don't know why all these uh, appearances in court about bail, about whether she should receive bail or not. And she, she was arrested, she got bail, and then she still tried to contact the kid again. That should already tell you that she shouldn't receive any bail. She should stay in jail. All right, we're going to Louisville, Kentucky. My boy here, 44-year-old Leroy's little senior, a, JP, a JCPS principal arrested at Louisville Middle School on his first damn day on the job. <laughs> Here's the report. The new JCPS principal ended his first day on the job in jail. WDRB's Katrina Nickel tells us why he was arrested. Katrina.
Well, today should have been an exciting day at Olmstead Academy North, the school's main sign, even welcoming the principal on his first day. <laughs> However, this welcome message was taken down later after Leroy Littles was arrested. And shame on him, too, for uh, naming his child Leroy Littles uh, Jr. Now, I don't know if this man's 40 years old. I don't know how the age of Leroy Littles Jr. is, but he should just be arrested on that fact. By name his kid Leroy. An employee. Trust me, young man, I didn't already been through it. It ain't for you. Play of JCPS for more than 15 years. And then my man looked like he'll put foot and ass in, in the people, too. He got that look on him. Leroy Littles took the job as principal of Olmstead Academy North. But before even finishing his first day, the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department arrested him. Littles is charged with an incident that took place on Christmas Day last year in Hillview. In a copy of the incident report obtained by WDRB, a man said he was leaving his home with his ex-girlfriend when her new boyfriend, Littles, arrived and began arguing with her. Littles then allegedly began to hit the man, leaving him with bruising and cuts around his face. The report says Littles also threatened him. On December 28th, the man took security video of the fight and photos of his injuries to the Bullock County's attorney's office. A warrant for leave. So, I don't understand this. So, uh, uh, why would he take the, um, the video and the, and the photos to an attorney's office? Why he didn't take it to the police? Roy Little's arrest was filed. He's charged with assault and terroristic threatening. More than two months later, on March 8th, JCPS announced Littles as its new principal for Olmstead Academy. So you mean to tell me this, this incident took place in, in, uh, on Christmas and a police has a report on it. And uh, he was charged on December the 28th. So he, he, he got the job in March. What the hell? So you mean to tell me that the school district didn't know that, that he had a... a a charge against him? North. In the district's announcement, Little said he looked forward to creating authentic relationships with students and staff. Yeah, he sure was creating an authentic relationship. He ended it. And that he had just completed a leadership academy program with the district. But on Monday, Little's reported for his first day as principal and was later taken into custody. In a letter sent home to families, JCPS emphasized the charges are unrelated to the district and that it's following normal procedures for allegations related to staff. The district also named Assistant Principal Ebony Booker as administrator in charge, effective immediately. We asked JCPS if background checks are required when employees are promoted or move schools. The district spokesperson said additional background checks are not performed on JCPS employees. In Louisville with photojournalist Neil Johnson, yeah. Katrina. Some kind of way, somebody knew something there. Somebody knew something there. But uh, my man got, my man got arrested for his first day at the job. <laughs> Shout out to you, Leroy. All right, we got a street entrepreneur here. Street entrepreneur, get your money. Uh, people just hating on you. Do your thing. It's all, it's all about that dollar. <laughs> here we go. We got 19-year-old Ariel Foster from Boston, Massachusetts. 
a student and track star at LaSalle University in Newton, Massachusetts, is facing charges after she allegedly stole a half a million dollars from the jewelry store where she worked and used at least some of those funds to buy a Tesla, purchase thousands of dollars of Louis Vuitton merchandise, and pay for a trip to Hawaii. My girl, you go ahead. You up there. You up there on the street entrepreneurs list. <laughs> Here's the report. Well, at six, a LaSalle University student accused of stealing more than half a million dollars in a credit card scam. Good evening. I'm Paula Evan. David is off tonight. I'm Lisa Hughes. Police say she used the money to buy some high-end items before making a critical mistake. WBZ's Brandon Truitt explains how... In the critical mistake is stealing all that money. Investigators cracked this case. Greed took over. Um, I, I don't know how else you would classify it. Police say 19-year-old Ariel Foster embezzled hundreds of thousands of dollars from her part-time job. Arrested Wednesday night in front of her dorm room at LaSalle University, where she ran track. The teenager accused of shaking down this Lovisa at the Burlington Mall. The jewelry store lists most of their items for under 50 bucks. Burlington police say Foster was doing fake transactions, marking items up in price, then returning them for the original price while pocketing the difference in account of her own. Oh, smart. Customers were never involved. She acted alone. Police say for three weeks in February, Foster made eight fake transactions, totaling more than $540,000. When I first saw the amount, I was surprised. I, I thought it was a mistake. Police say over the course of those three weeks, Foster spent $5,000 on a Louis Vuitton purse, $6,000 on plane tickets, and $20,000 for a hotel in Maui. Damn. Her shopping spree ended with the purchase of a Tesla for $35,000. Here it is, now in the custody of Burlington Police. Police tell me. So you a student, you a 19-year-old student, and uh, you're driving around in a Tesla. You don't think that's going to pique someone's interest? Like, wow. This, and then she got a part-time job. Not even a full-time job. A part-time job, but she had money to buy a Tesla. Come on, you got things smarter than that. Foster got loose with her work and rang up an order for a million dollars, but never cleared it out. A coworker saw the amount and then notified them. LaSalle University tells that's too high, too high an amount. Got greedy. Tells us they are cooperating with police, saying the responsibility of all students to comply with local, state, and federal laws applies both on and off campus. If one of my children came home and said, hey, they have enough money to buy a Tesla while they're trying to go to school, that's certainly going to raise those flags for me. Bingo. So Foster posted bail. She's set to be arraigned tomorrow in Woburn District Court. Police are now working to figure out exactly how much of the money they can recover. Brandon Truett, WBZ News. Yeah, just way too much. She tried to uh, uh, clear a million dollar transaction. Come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. You can catch the judgmentals on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at PNL Judgmentals, Instagram at the 
two underscores judgmentals or you can email us at pnljudgmentals at gmail.com thank you for listening to us have a good day I don't need no crew to produce the same effect. How lame is that? Niggas say that we drawling, but really we ballin'. They mad cause they fallin'.